When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want you to imagine you're in a forest, walking along in search of a nice picnic spot. Cargo shorts on, bug spray, everything you think you need. Oh, it's been a good day. You've enjoyed a great hike. The weather's lovely. You've got salami, sandwiches, or the vegetarian equivalent. Then suddenly, you turn and see a huge grizzly bear staring straight at you. Behind her, two adorable cubs. Mama bear? Oh. She doesn't look happy and begins to move towards you. You're scared and panicking. If the bear attacks, surely you're done for. Can you survive? Well, don't worry. We're going to get through this together. How? Let's find out. Hello, and welcome to Survivor Die Trying, a brand new podcast where we'll be talking about surviving anything and everything life can throw at you. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm a comedian, actor, writer survival expert and with the help of some amazing guests i'll help guide you through some of life's stickiest situations from the zombie apocalypse to a bad breakup no topic is off the table and we'll bring you tips and tricks every week with a new episode out each wednesday but before we start i gotta say this show is for entertainment purposes only we're not experts in the traditional sense or the modern sense or any sense really but we'll certainly do our best and today we're talking Surviving a bear attack. Bears. I can't think of an animal that has been marketed to us more as a cute and friendly beast. I mean, honestly, the first toy I had as a child, a stuffed bear. It was blue, named Blueberry. I slept with Blueberry in my bed. As a comfort, then I grew up. I started watching television. And you know what the bears do on television? They eat sandwiches. They hug you. Well, it turns out that's not what real bears do. I mean, they might eat sandwiches, but they also might eat you. To talk with me about whether or not Blueberry the bear will kill me in my sleep and other things, my co-host and producer, Alex Zonerveld. Alex your thoughts on bears? Do, do you feel like they were marketed to you as sweet and cuddly creatures? Yeah, certainly. Bears like Paddington Bear, for example, is a nice little bear that wanders along eating jam sandwiches. Is quite far removed from the 10-foot-tall, 800-pound grizzly bears you get wandering around <laughs> in the States. Yeah, and also, this is just a side point, but sure. why are animated bears so... Or I guess Paddington is like... Originally from books? Is that what he's originally from? Jeez, I'm losing my mind. Now, why are bears that are marketed to children so connected to sandwiches? Doesn't that feel like something that, that um, at the very least, Subway Sandwiches needs to answer for? Certainly, it would make a good mascot, if nothing else. Yeah, it's a great mascot, but what happens when mascots attack? Well, today we're going to talk about bear attacks, how you can avoid them, and we'll debut our brand new feature, Thrive, Survive, or Take a Dive. All that and more coming right up. We'll be back after this.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, I live in California. I mean, I actually just recently moved from an area that had bears. Like, I actually did see a bear walking down the street. I just remember this. How did I forget this? Did you really? Yeah, this is a true story. Okay. How did I forget this? Is How did I forget <laughs> this happened? This is what's going on in my life. It's a great start. Okay, so the black bear, Go ahead. which are not as dangerous, come down from the mountains because two blocks is like not that far and California was having wildfires. And so they would come down and kind of hang out, walk around town. And one time I was driving through the little downtown. It looks like a little gold rush mountain town. Like you can imagine what it looked like. And there was a bear walking down the center of the street in a residential street that was a block from downtown. And I want you to know the first thing I did was take pictures of it, which I don't actually think is like, the, <laughs> I mean, I stopped. No, the first thing I did was I stopped my car. <laughs> Some really good survival advice on this podcast. Yeah. I stopped my car. And then the second thing I did was I took pictures of it. And then the third thing I did was, because this is my first time seeing a bear, and it hopped into somebody's backyard, climbed a fence, and it hopped into somebody's backyard. Oh, wow. And I called 911, like, or maybe the police non-emergency line, and was just like, help, there's a bear in somebody's backyard. And they said, do not call us. This is not an emergency. Leave the bear alone. Goodbye. <laughs> And like basically hung up on me. And this is, so this is how I found out I'm an idiot. You're not supposed to call the police if you see a bear. Also, you're just supposed to leave them alone. But then that means that whoever lived in that house, there's a potential that they like walked out their back door to put their recycling in the recycling bin. And there's just a bear back there. I like the idea that it's like a reverse Goldilocks situation where the bear is actually going into their house and trying all the different beds and eating porridge. I think that's not a reverse. I think that's just actually Goldilocks. Isn't that Goldilocks? Because I think Goldilocks does it with the bear. So this time it's a bear <gasps> doing it with humans. Oh my God. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on, Alex. I forgot I've seen a bear and I also forgot the plot of Goldilocks. Wow. You're right. The, that's amazing. She does go into the bear's house. I think the reason that I blanked on what Goldilocks is about is because why do bears have the house in this story. It's odd. This story doesn't make any sense. How'd they build that? Who are bear contractors? What materials are they using? Like, did they have to go to Home Depot? These are some questions I have. Okay, just for scale and reference, how tall are you when you stand on your hind legs? I'm six foot one. Ooh, quite tall <laughs> Thank you. on my hind legs. I'm I'm 5'4". Oh. So let's go through all the different types of bears. And now we understand how to relate them to, to our human size, polar bear. Now that is the largest and most dangerous. They're found in the Arctic Circle. They can weigh up to 500 pounds. Also, males can be 10 feet tall on their hind legs, which is, um, it's the equivalent of me standing on my own shoulders. I haven't done that in quite a while. Okay, the black bear. Found across North America, these bears usually avoid humans and aren't seen as being particularly aggressive and less provoked. They weigh 400 pounds and they stand like seven feet tall, so kind of a shrimp compared to a polar bear. Okay, let's move on to the grizzly. Now, these are the bears that are extremely dangerous. Oh, they're also known as the brown bear. Grizzlies are found across Eurasia, 
and North America, they're particularly in Canada and Alaska, they can weigh up to 600 pounds. They stand 10 feet tall. Now, I got two other bears to talk about. And these are the ones that I think as an American culture, we spend the most time like treating at a real distance and sort of like looking at through only photographs. Like I don't, I don't really feel like, because I've seen polar bears at a zoo. These are the ones that feel like a real distance. So that's the giant panda bear. Giant pandas are native to China. They're generally harmless, spend much of their day sleeping and also 14 hours a day eating. Alex, I feel like, do you know what I'm saying about a giant panda? Because I'm going to say the next bear I'm going to talk about is the koala. I feel like the panda, koala, like those are in a special category of bears in the U.S. anyway, which is not where you grew up, where I feel like they're extra stuffed animal-y. I don't feel like we have like a ton of context for what those bears actually look like, like the real life version of those bears, as opposed to the pencil top or version of those bears yeah i i totally agree actually and it, and it is i think it's because first of all they're less dangerous than polar bears grizzlies you know black bears and second most people have never actually seen a giant panda bear or as we'll get on to shortly the koala bear yeah right because this is now i'm i have a special note that was given to me to ask you a a very specific thing about a koala bear. Koalas are found in Australia. They're actually not bears. They're marsupials. And they have a lot of STDs. Alex, what? Why, why is there a note for me to ask you about this? And why is this even true? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I found this researching uh, for the episode. And koalas apparently, first of all, yeah, not bears, which is ridiculous. Why are they called koala bears? They're marsupials. That's irritating. Second, over 35% <laughs> of the Australian koala bear population, which is where they're native to, have chlamydia. They are absolutely, the koala bear population is absolutely riddled with chlamydia, which is just bizarre. Wait, do they have, are they symptomatic? I believe so. Are they uncomfortable? <laughs> We don't know. Is somebody treating them? <laughs> I have so many follow-up questions. Well, my biggest one is who these scientists in Australia have too much time on their hands. Because who commissioned this study? That's what I'm who was who was counting the number of koalas with chlamydia? Well, it must have been that so many of them came into the free clinic. <laughs> and then eventually <laughs> I'm sorry I made that joke. I apologize for that joke. That's you know what that you know what I'll say about that though? I hope these bears which are not bears at all, don't feel a ton of shame about this because there's no shame in contracting an STI. And also that's like, that's like um, human beings and having herpes. Like most of us do, like we all do. Like st statistically, we all carry it. Some people are symptomatic, some people are not. But like, if you've ever kissed a person, you're a carrier. Like that's that's more true than not. And I feel like for a while in my early stand-up career, there were like there were a lot of herpes jokes. And so I just want to say to all of those comics, you have herpes. Anyway, back to bears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome back. We have established that the three most dangerous bears are the polar bear, the black bear, and the grizzly bear. Also, all koala bears, please just head straight to the pharmacy. But according to the World Animal Foundation, there are 40 bear attacks on humans worldwide every year. That's actually not like a huge number. 40 bear attacks worldwide, all human beings. That's a 
pretty low percentage. Also, just in terms of like, okay, how threatening really are bears? These attacks usually happen because a mother bear attacked in defense of her cub. That's that thing where you like, you know, see on TV, in a movie or whatever, the person and then they realize that they're standing between the mom bear and the child bear. By the way, where the fuck are the dad bears? I think they get scared off because otherwise they eat the cubs. Wait. Sorry to bring down the mood there. Wait, what did, wait, wait. (laughs) What did you just say? I, I genuinely think, I believe the the, me, the the father bears aren't allowed to be near the cubs because they forget they're their own cubs and try and eat them. Why are men like this? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway Winnie the Pooh's okay. all right, though, isn't he? <laughs> I, I also this, never see him near a baby bear, do you? There you go. I did not know that. So... Look at the, okay, great. So don't even worry, because if it's a male bear, you have nothing to worry about. It's just going to go after its own children instead of you. Uh, That's not true. Don't listen to me about that. But just to break it down, in North America, there are 900,000 black bears. That's why I saw a black bear. And there are 57,000 grizzly bears, which is kind of the same size as the undergraduate and graduate populations at my university I went to. Although an entire university of grizzly bears, no, don't go there. That's that's too dangerous. There are also 25,000 polar bears in the northern regions of Canada, Alaska, Russia, Norway, and Greenland. Did that surprise you how how relatively few bears there actually are in sort of North America and the world? I mean, I sort of assumed there'd be considerably more grizzly bears than only 57,000 in all of North America. I feel like when we were growing up, there were a lot of like... You know the Sarah McLaughlin commercials mm-hmm. that are for, like, saving pets? Yes. I feel like when we were growing up, that was much more focused on bear communities. Like, I don't think we were oh, really? talking about dogs and cats needing homes, but we were mm. really talking a lot about bears. So I think I thought there weren't that many bears. 57,000 grizzlies, 25,000 polar bears, that sounds right. Actually, 900,000 black bears sounds high to me. Really? Yeah, I suppose it does really, doesn't it? But I really don't know... How many I'm expecting? Like, that's a, that's the size of a city. Yeah, I suppose. I'm just trying to... I, this is how my brain works. I try to scale. I'm like, two me's standing on top of each other is the size of a polar bear. The number of grizzlies in the entire North America is the size of my college. And the number of black bears is the size of a city. I don't know how else to contextualize things. I can't imagine 900,000 of something. I respect you for sort of scorning both the imperial and metric system and using your own system of just measuring everything in the number of bears. <laughs> Which... Yeah, it's that's the shit I know <laughs> yeah, system. Absolutely. Alex, this is this is the fact that when I heard it, it absolutely blew my mind. Because yes, grizzlies are more dangerous than black bears. Like from 2000 to 2015, there were 21 fatal grizzly bear attacks, a total of 183 attacks across the United States. So again, that's not the highest number I can imagine. But it is the worst thing I can imagine. (laughs) No, that's not true. But it's bad. Because bears, grizzly bears, they can run as fast as 25 to 35 miles an hour. For context, Usain Bolt, his top speed is 27 miles per hour. (laughs) So so even your average grizzly bear could outrun Usain Bolt. Also, I drive a Prius. 
You know the pickup on that thing? That is like 10 miles an hour. So when I stopped my car because that black bear was crossing the street, what I should have done was just challenged it to a race, lost that race, and then its ego would be elevated where it should be. And I could have just said, congratulations, you win, and, and gone on my merry way. It would be a different kind of need for speed film, though, which is you racing a grizzly bear in a Prius. <laughs> also, bears, very, very smart. A study by Washington State University's Bear Research Education and Conservation Center, which, by the way, I'm going to be performing in Seattle at some point again soon. Please invite me to your Bear Research Center. They found that bears can count, mm -hmm. use tools, and solve what? problems. You know, bears are also the animal that the kind of, you know how there's some animals that can like figure out how to open doors? Yes. Like, for instance, the velociraptors in Jurassic Park, which are also real animals. Or particularly um, smart Labrador. They can do it as well, can't they? Labs can open doors? I think some dogs have worked out how to open doors. But that, you know what, sound, that actually, because like a, a bear has, they have claws. Yes. So I'm actually more impressed with the lab. Okay, to recap, we've talked about how I forgot I've seen a bear. And now we're going to get to the actual survival advice. Alex, there's a rhyme. It's a rhyme. There's a rhyme. Here it is, okay? In general, yes. survival phrase, when it comes to bears, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. If it's white, say goodnight. And that one feels so cryptic, we're going to get to it at the end. Okay, this basically means grizzly bears, a.k.a brown bears. Playing dead is your best bet. You want to hope that they move along. Black bears make loads of noise, fight back. Playing dead will not work. Y you've actually seen, um, you've seen this in the parent trap. That happened in the parent trap. Yes. Now he let's get to <laughs> if it's white, say goodnight, because I, this is such an awful part. Come on. This is such an awful, I can't believe this rhyme even exists. Okay, if it's a polar bear, just there's nothing you can do. They're huge. <laughs> they're not afraid of you. They're opportunistic when it comes to food because they live in a freaking wasteland in the Arctic. Sure. There is no food up there. The ice caps are melting. So all of the fauna is dying. And that's the bear you're meeting. You can't fight them off without a firearm or bear spray. Even in that case, they're giant. And how good a shot are you? <laughs> When you're being attacked by a bear. Me, who's never shot a gun, a bad one. I'm not a good shot. <laughs> also, you cannot play dead. They will simply eat you. If you are caught by a polar bear, you're dead. <laughs> Say goodnight. It, it makes it considerably less sort of pleasant, child-friendly rhyme now, which is basically, if it's white, say goodnight, which basically means if you find a polar bear, they will massacre you regardless. I know. Say goodnight could, that could be interpreted as like... Just get right in your tent and go to Betty Bye. You're okay. You know, but it's not that. It's not. Do not go gentle into that good night because it's mm. still happening. But maybe you could at the very least, I don't know, punch it. I don't I, – that is the saddest and worst rhyme I've ever heard in my life. Okay, so that's what you do if a bear attacks. But what do you do if you simply encounter a bear? Well, the U.S. National Park Service has some advice. You see a bear. Remain still, stand your ground, but slowly wave your arms. A standing bear is usually curious, not threatening. Make yourself big. Stay calm. Remember that most bears do not want to attack you. Also, 
You should hike and travel in groups. Groups are usually noisier and smellier than a single person. This intimidates bears. Here's the thing that we learned earlier that shocked the shit out of both of us. Um, Mm. Don't run. Like, do not run from a bear. Because why? Uh, The bear is going to beat you and then eat you. (laughs) If the bear follows, stop. Hold your ground. So it's just, it's basically like, what do humans do best? Sedentary lifestyle. What do bears do best? Run. So you got to pick the thing that we excel at, which is just standing still. (laughs) Also, don't climb a tree. Because grizzlies and black bears can climb trees. I don't want to be harsh here, but did they really need to put that down as a bit of advice? How many times have people seen a giant grizzly bear and thought, I know what I'll do? Bears, who are, I'd argue, <laughs> quite famous for being able to climb trees. I will try and outclimb them. How many times has that happened? That's a, like, why are people trying this? That's an incredibly good point, Alex, especially because... I'm not a child, and so climbing trees is, like, not even something I'm good at at all. Again, we got to choose what we excel at, so no, I would not climb a tree. Be really cautious of a bear with cubs. Never approach the cubs. All, well, unless, unless it's a male bear, in which case, pick up the cub, <laughs> throw it at the dad, and the dad will eat some child and leave you alone. I mean, different advice. You're not going to get that advice in any other official podcasts. <laughs> Also, bring bear spray with you if you're going to, like, a bear zone. It's Mm. uh, it's legal across the United States. It's essentially prepper spray for bears. Also, you seem cool if you own bear spray. Mm, Seem quite outdoorsy. Like, you're going on a first date with somebody, and you're, you know, like, that person sits down at the bar. But you know how sometimes you have to empty your pockets to sit comfortably? Like, you might take your phone out of your back pocket. So, imagine, first date, take your phone out of your pocket, lay it on the table, but then from the other pocket... Bear spray. But again, Karen, you're you're forgetting a fundamental difference because if I do that on a date, it's a lot more threatening. If I Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, Alex. Yes. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, you can't. No, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. You're right. This is a really different situation. I forgot that what lesbians think is cool is not what straight women think is cool. Okay, now it's time for What's in Cameron's Backpack, a feature of the podcast created by Alex that I I absolutely love. I'll be given a series of scenarios related to a life-threatening event, in this case, a bear attack. Then I will have to explain how I'd survive. I have a backpack full of items that could help, but unfortunately, they've been packed by producer Alex. That means some of the items won't be mm, entirely helpful. So Alex, what am I up against and what's in my backpack? Okay, scenario number one. You're fishing on the banks of a river in Alaska and have just caught a large salmon. You turn around and see a large black bear wandering towards you. In your backpack, you have an inflatable sumo suit. You have a saxophone and you have a leaf blower. What do you use? Well, Alex, this couldn't be easier. First of all, I throw the leaf blower right in the river. I mean, yes, that's littering, but I don't need that thing. I do, however, in this case, reserve the right to choose two options. Okay. One is the inflatable sumo suit because that comes 
with an internal um, loudness device mm. <laughs> that has a little <laughs> engine in there. It basically has a mini leaf blower. Sure. That's how you inflate it. Yeah. But you don't need to um, have a power source for it. Wait a minute, maybe you have to have batteries. I don't actually know what inflates that. <laughs> Never mind, not that one. The saxophone. I choose the saxophone because it is loud and it requires no batteries and no electricity at all. It just requires me and the fact that I took lessons on how to play the saxophone in fourth grade. I can play When the Saints Go Marching In and that will be enough. <laughs> Let's move on to scenario number two. You're enjoying a nice picnic up in Yellowstone National Park when you turn and see a large grizzly bear in a green hat and tie with the name tag Pogey lurking on the edge of your campsite. Come on. <laughs> For legal reasons, of course. He seems to... <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be eyeing up your picnic basket. Now in your backpack, you have a can of bear spray, you have a spare set of cutlery, and you have a skateboard. Mm, yep, uh, the skateboard. That's the, obviously the most useful item because I'm gonna negotiate with Pogi and I'm gonna say, let's go over to like the paved area right over there and um, He'll hop on the skateboard, which obviously he knows how to use. I'll get on his shoulders and we will pop our sunglasses on, down off of our, <laughs> of, uh, we've been using our sunglasses as a headband. You know, we'll pop them down in front of our eyes and we'll go zipping through the park, enjoying sandwiches together and laughing our heads off. I can see no problems with that. I think that'll work brilliantly. <laughs> um, right, scenario number three. You've been walking in a forest for hours and realize you're lost. Suddenly, you come across a house. You walk inside and eat some porridge. In the house, there are also three beds. One is too hard, one is too soft, and one is just okay. You have a sleep and wake up to find three bears have entered the house and are moving towards you. Now in your backpack, you have a baseball bat, you have an entire rotisserie chicken, and you have a bear costume. What do you use to try and get yourself out of the situation? Oh God, Alex. So basically you've just described the Goldilocks story that we referenced earlier. But I have now seen the movie Barbarian on a plane. Okay. Have you seen this movie? I haven't actually. Oh, don't see it. Don't see it because if you had seen it right now, you'd be vomiting. It is one of the scary, I don't watch horror, it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. And it involves like an Airbnb and something's in the basement and people are sleeping. Anyway, I haven't slept well since. Bear B&B. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, well, there's not a bear in it, but for some reason, just houses are scary to me now. Like the concept of a home. That's scary to me now having seen this movie. So anyway, um, in my back, Backpack, a baseball bat, a bear costume, an entire rotisserie chicken. None of that is helpful. Run. <laughs> essentially, essentially, this is just the, the bear B&B equivalent. Alex, can I ask you a question? Did you just say that twice? Like you said that while I was talking, but then I stopped talking and then you repeated it. Let's try it again. What about a bear B&B? Oh God, Alex. It's, I'll, I'll do it again. Uh, what about a bear B&B? Is that landed? Wait, hang on a second. Bear B&B. Let me see if Bear I can B &B? get it. I'm, it's, I'm I think almost I'm getting Bear it. B &B. Say it one more time. Let me see if I can really get it. Bear B and B. <laughs> B Airbnb Air Bear. <laughs> okay, welcome back. It is time for thrive, survive, or take a dive. <laughs> but what is that, you ask? 
Well, Alex will give me three celebrities in an ultimate survival scenario. I'll have to explain who will thrive, who will survive, and who will take a dive. Now, Alex picked these names from randomcelebritygenerator.com, so it could be anyone. Alex, who are this week's names? So this week's names are Jim Carrey, Pamela Anderson, and Jay-Z. And you'll have to decide who is best suited to surviving a bear attack, who will thrive, do really well, who will survive, get through it, and who will take a dive, not have a lot of fun. This is so rough. I This is such a rough one. I mean, who will thrive? Mm. Pamela Anderson. Because I believe in her. I think she has weathered so much. And honestly, in the last year, come out on top. So she's going to thrive. She's going to thrive in all situations, mm. including a bear attack. Great. Now, Jim Carrey versus Jay-Z. I mean, again, Jay-Z's a survivor. I feel like he will fight back. I will feel. I feel like he will fight back mm. or potentially be a fast runner. I feel like Jay-Z has like a lot of skills we don't even know about. Jim Carrey, incredibly funny, but secretly a wonderful dramatic actor and even more secretly a talented visual artist. I don't think any of those skills translate to a bear attack. Mm. This breaks my heart because I would not be who I am today without Jim Carrey. But I honestly think he's going to take a dive. Oh, this is so rough. I can't believe I had to say that. I'm so sorry, Jim. I don't even know you. And I'm certainly not on a first name basis with you. So you're going with Pamela Anderson to thrive, Jay-Z to survive, and Jim Carrey takes a dive. Don't you even ever say that again. And I swear, if you were recording this and you put it out as a podcast, I will definitely be back next week. Okay, so somehow we are this far into the episode and have not mentioned the gay subculture that is bears. That are bears? Anyway, I apologize to the queer community. I will do better. Okay, let's wrap. What have we learned? Well, first of all, I can play the saxophone. But just one song. Also, happy as Larry, that's one of my new favorite phrases. Finally, do not give drugs to bears unless that bear is a koala, and that's a prescription. Final question, would I survive a bear attack or would I die trying? Well, depends on the bear. If it's a, if it's a polar bear, say goodnight. Oh, so that was our, our first episode. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next Wednesday with another episode of Survivor Die Trying. Survivor Die Trying is produced by Sony Music Entertainment. The executive producers are Jasmine Henley-Brown and Cameron Esposito. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our producer is Alex Zonneveld. Engineering is done by Sam Baer. 